Hi, and welcome to the Just Riding Along show. Hello and welcome to episode 100. Tonight's show is brought to you by Nothing Special, because it's episode 100 and we're doing nothing special. Uh, Andrea's going to read patrons tonight. Really? Sure, because I don't feel like it. I've already got a second page open for you. Oh, wow. You're fucking fancy. That's a lot of... Do you want me to do it then? All right, $10 a month. We've got Zach, Tom, Todd, Ty, Tennessee Zach, SCG Shoe Company, Sam, Ryan, Rusty Shammy, Parker, Nugget Money, Noah, Nick, My Pal, Dow, MTV Shenanigans, Leland, Kenny Sucks, Ken, Josh, Josh, Jeff, JC, Jara Dix, Jake, Huge Jarus, wait, no, Huge Janus Industries, Half-Face Kenneth, Green Giant, Gordon, G-Man, Frank, F That Guy Mark, Ezra, Trilla, G, Evan, Captain Fickle, Cam Irish, who's new. What up, Cam? Uh, Billy Singlespeed, Bill, Bo, Barrel Adjuster, No Roll of Jig, Baggins, Alec, AJ, Esker Cycles is at 1160. Oh, Aaron. And then Aaron, or Esker Cycles is at 1169 a month. We've got two $14 Kangaroo Lovers, Lead Out Sports, and Josh. Dean at $1650 Australian money. Then at $20 a month, we've got Scott, Poop Ranch, Joe, Brady, Anthony, Affordable Trail Solutions, Harley at 30, Troy at 31, Brad at 32, at Six Pack Outdoors at 50. Boom. Close that page. And, uh. and if you would like to support the Just Riding Along Outdoor Media conglomerate, I, I'm just kidding. It's not really. It's just a couple of people with some microphones and a GoPro. Uh, you can also join our Patreon. Or just, not. I mean, you can. You or, join I mean, you don't for have as, to. Join for as little. I bet you could join for $3 a month and then change your pledge to $1 a month. Or if you really just, I mean, I, I, I get, look, I've been fucking broke before. <laughs> so you're I try, get it. You're just trying to reverse psychology. All these people are like, well, I'm not broke and I'm not a patron. <laughs> Wait a minute. Shit. Yeah. We do that all the time in the store. So you can do that. We're like, hey, we can. Uh, you know, let's check out this S-Works over here. And they're like, oh, that's expensive. Like, yeah, we can look at the poor bikes over here if you want to do that. That's cool with me. It's fine. <laughs> the alloy bikes. Yeah, like, geez. This one doesn't say S-Works on it. Your neighbor is going to think you are a bitch. But we can look at them. <laughs> yeah, if you want to look at bikes that suck, buy the non-S-Works version and be like me. <laughs> what, are you saying you got a new bike? Wow, you really teed me up for that transition. <laughs> Is it a transition? So, no. No, no it's a specialized, it's not an S-Works. I joined the, the big boy club and I got an Epic Evo. Oh, I thought you were going to say Kenevo SL. No. Like the really no. cool kids. No, I'm not that cool. Man, I need to send out some Slack invites to some uh, new patrons, or you a sh- new patron. You should do that tomorrow. I will. You um, should keep talking about yeah, whatever I, it is you want to talk about. I have gone on a mission this year to make all my bikes not suck. And it's not that any of my bikes sucked. I just want all my bikes to be really good, if that makes any sense. And I I got the Stumpy in December, and it rocks. I just got the new Argon 18 so right to replace now, my Diverge. What's your favorite type of riding? Uh, motorcycles. That's that's a fair <laughs> answer. What is your favorite non-motorcycle bicycle riding right now? Our dog's going to bark because the cat just, I heard him jump over the gate of the fence because he wants to go lick the barbecue grill. My 
Will you go beat the dog? Just a minute. Uh, this is so fucking annoying. Shut up, dude. Now that Andrea's back, picking up where Andrea, uh, where Andrea left off, where you asked me what type of riding is my favorite riding right now on pedal bikes. You know, like right now we're in this like transition time where the super high country is not really open yet. And after racing the Enduro, I've really ridden all the local stuff pretty, I don't want to say like heavily, but I've ridden a lot of the in-town stuff that's party bike stuff already. So I've really been enjoying riding my faster bike, um, the Spark. So since it's just a little bit older, I decided I was going to replace it because I found out that I could do that fairly affordably. So I bought an Epic Evo. And before you ask me which model, I'm going to reiterate, I bought an Epic Evo. That is the entire model name. <laughs> the, it's not a comp. It's not a comp pro or expert. Or, no, it's a it's an Epic Evo. It's the cheapest Epic Evo they make. So it's below the base. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> what fork comes on that? Uh, it comes with a Reba. I didn't know they still made Rebas. <laughs> so what are you doing to but they it? only make two frames i assume you're ripping everything off of it well they make everything um everything but the rear shock so he's gonna have a scott spark base i i don't know you can't even call it like by the the model name because well i'm just gonna have a very affordably built scott spark extra large frame for sale pretty soon yeah so my plan is i have on the spark i have well, I have the Sid 100 on the Spark right now, and that's what I'm going to sell it with. I can't ride 100 mil forks anymore, or 32 mil stanchion forks anymore. I've gotten chunky. I'm heavier now. <laughs> I think I chunky. I think I expect my forks to do more now, and I'm just going to ride Sid old, or Sid 35s from now on. That's going to be the smallest fork that I ride. Um, Pike World Cup. Yeah, Pike World Cup. So I'm going to build it with my my 120 Sid. Power meter, X01 axis with wolf tooth dropper, level brakes, envy bar, envy wheels. Just gonna have all nice shit on it. And I'm gonna take the alloy wheels and the NX drive train and whatever Shimano brakes that comes on that bike, and I'm gonna rebuild that spark with all of those parts. Got it. And sell it. Because they only make two frames. They make the eleven M or whatever mm -hmm. carbon yep. and the S works. Yeah. So I didn't really want to buy an S-Works frame because it was just so expensive. And looking it up, I think the Epic Evo frame is like 100 grams lighter than my Spark frame even. So I get it. The nicer one would have been nicer. But given everything, if I stay in my lane a little bit more, I can sort of make this little to no cost to me to, to sort of roll my Spark. You know, once I sell the Spark complete, I'll not be spending a, a whole hunk of money out of pocket to to get on the epic evo and then i'll have a 2022 big trail bike i'll have a 2022 gravel bike a 2023 short travel bike like i'll just be set my esker steel it's not going to change Ooh, it's made out of steel i don't know i can't yeah, see myself. i mean unless standards change drastically that that bike's just going to be that bike forever i mean that's yeah, or unless they, I don't know, like made some huge geometry update that was really intriguing to me. Like that bike will only be a different Esker in the future. I like their stuff. I like Tim. I like Parker. I like the way the bike rides. So 
Yeah. That's me and my revolving door of bikes. <laughs> what else have you done besides buy a new frame or whole bike? Good Lord, the last few weeks have been a whirlwind. So I don't think I've really ridden much. Saturday I went out and did a moto event. It was the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. So I've been riding. There's six in Rocky Mountain Trials Association. There's six classes, and I've been riding the third class up. Just to make this super boring, if your eyes are going to glaze over, just hit that 30-second button a few times. I don't care. But there's three options in the easy loop and then three options in the hard loop. And I've been riding the hardest option in the easy loop. And I've been getting a little bit of shit that I need to move up to the next class. And on Saturday, my class... after went- your, During your very first competition, people are like, why are you doing intermediate? Yeah. So I did the event on Saturday morning. So I did three loops, eight sections apiece. And then I went and asked the very nice lady that was running the event. I said, can I get an exhibition card? I've been getting a little bit of flack. I would love to ride one advanced loop to see what it feels like. She's like, so you just want to do one loop? I was like, yeah. She's like, yeah, that's fine. I was like, I just think having a scorecard will make it where no one gives me any flack. She's like, yeah, I'll make you a scorecard. She makes me up a scorecard. And to put it in perspective, young man named Idris beat me in intermediate. I was second in intermediate. He was first. And I rode 24 sections and collected 23 points. Low points wins. You don't want points. How so, many points did he have? Eh, like 19 or something. Oh, so it wasn't like, he didn't just like whoop your ass. He just, it's just a little bit better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but he whooped my ass because there was a few sections that just punched my dick in. Okay. So. I went out and did one 10-loop section of advanced, and I racked up 42 points. What were other people getting for points in advanced? Like, was that comparable? No. Like, was that kind of average? No. Was like, the next bad score was like 30 points a loop. Okay. So, I did considerably worse than others. So, a question. Um, I knew that I belonged. Are, mm-hmm. are you getting to the point where you think you need is a lack of a clutch on that bike a problem or you think you can do that stuff no with uh without it no i think that riding expert so there'd be intermediate advanced and expert i think riding expert would be really tough on my bike i just didn't know because if there then are like these start, dyno moves that you just have to have that clutch pop for not yet i don't think you're going to see those mandatory splats where you have to like wind it up and yeet it until expert. Okay. Yeet. And not everything in expert will be that hard. So to give you an idea, there I I helped score the event. Uh, the first event I did, I went and scored that afternoon. And in the section that I was in, I had ridden part of the expert line before without issue. And I'd ridden the advanced line before without issue. But the whole day, like that was just one little section. So riding a whole day of expert would not be feasible. Riding a day of advanced would just be soul crushing. Is it, um, do you think it would be noticeably easier to do even standstill type stuff? Like just doing a normal track stand, would that be easier with clutch or also just not a big deal? No, it, it, because it, it does feather a little bit. It's not a hundred percent on off. So I can, I can track stand a little bit. I just struggle because I've previously tracked stood 
with my feet, and now I have to track stand with my right hand, so it's just a little awkward. Mm-hmm. But I'm really picking up on like the the stationary balance or the the pressure front wheel into something balance. Um, I'm I'm getting better at that all the while. Very cool. So I did that on Saturday. On Sunday, I was absolutely blown out. I had at that point ridden 34 sections, and I my my like asshole was dragging on the ground. There's no other <laughs> way to put it. And I laid around the house, went and got in the river. Oh, Friday we had Andrea's birthday party, finally, like six weeks late. One of our friends, they're they're moving. He and his wife and daughter are moving soon. And as they are cleaning out their house, they they have a recurve bow. Nothing fancy, but a a decent recurve bow. And... uh, It's like the Karate Monkey single speed of bows. That's the best way to do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly like that. Like, it's not fancy... But it's not junk. He he's like, oh, I've I've got. He's very soft spoken. He's really really nice guy. Um, hey Andrea, uh, I got something for you for your birthday that you might want. But uh, if you don't want it, that's that's totally fine. But I thought you guys might enjoy this. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I had no clue what was what he was about to show me in the back of his car. It could have been, I don't know, an extra chicken or something. A for puppy, all I a chicken, Anything. a cool rock. Yeah, yeah, it could have been a cool rock, like. Uh, some shed antlers just some shit you know that i might be interested in no it's a recurve bow which i've been very curious about shooting one of these but i've never really been like i'm gonna go buy one because you can get them very cheap sorry i didn't think that was gonna make noise you can get them really cheap you can also pay eighteen hundred dollars for one so i you know i i tend to not buy cheap things and so I've just never bought one because I didn't want to buy something cheap and then be like, okay, well, that I could have used that $150 towards something nicer. So he gave me one that's like a good just starter, see if you like shooting a recurve bow kind of bow. And it's awesome. I'm terrible at it, but it's awesome. Yeah. So that was on Friday. I did moto on Saturday. I laid around on Sunday, got in the river. Monday I went to work, ordered a new bike. Because, I don't know, I just felt like it. And then, yeah, I... Oh, I decreased my spark on Tuesday. It's really weird. Last time I rode, well, three times ago when I rode that bike, I rode it through the river, and then magically it started creaking really bad after that. And I knew what was creaking. Creaked when I pedaled, creaked when I squished on the bike. That's not the bottom bracket. That's the suspension. It's never the bottom bracket. Unless it is. Unless it is. Uh, But it's definitely not the bottom bracket when you can push on the saddle and the bike squeaks. Like, you're not touching the cranks, the bike's squeaking. That's not the bottom bracket. So I did the old take the two halves apart and put it back together. And uh, magically, the bike quit creaking. Got all the old sand and shit out of the lower main pivot and the bike got silent. Who would have thought? And then I was going to ride on, I, did, I guess I did that on Monday. And then on Tuesday, I was going to go for a ride after work. And I was like, yeah, but that recon tire is hosed. I need to swap my tire. Womp, womp, my fucking tape peeled up when I took my tire off. <laughs> just real quick, going to swap this tire. Yeah, just I'm going to swap this tire real quick before I ride. And the tape peeled up, so I kind of cuss and hang my head. and I So the moral of the that tire, story is... Or pull the, if you have that desire to do something, no, that's fine. And if you miss a ride, like that's a bummer, but don't do that shit before a race. Like, stop it. Don't do it. Don't touch <laughs> it. If you didn't do it two weeks before the race, 
like you should have, then you done fucked up. Don't touch it. You don't want to done fucked up twice. Well, here's where it gets good. I was like, well, I think I have some tape that'll fit this. So I hang my head in shame. I get out my train stand. I get the wheel in there. I start cleaning everything up. Clean it with simple green. Clean it with alcohol. Scrub it with a blue shop cloth. Get out the heat gun and dry the rim. And I'm like, yeah, I think this is the right width tape. And no shit. I taped the wheel with my normal amount of overlap. And then I cut the tape and looked. And I had like four extra inches of tape. I barely had enough tape. Before so, you were going to run out? Well, yeah, I would have ran out with... Uh, uh, yeah, a 36 inch rim. Do what? If you had a 36 inch rim, you would run out? No, I've had a 36 inch rim because it'd be nine inches taller. So it'd be 27 inches bigger in diameter. If I had a 32 inch rim, I'd have been hosed. Did you just multiply some shit by pi? You didn't expect math, but you fucking got it. (laughs) I mean, roughly, like, pi is rough. Like, pi is 3.14, so I multiplied by three. God damn. Like, shit, it's close enough for Tennessee math. Yeah, which I didn't realize you were so rain man at 9 p.m. (laughs) I thought you were falling off pretty hard. I thought you were like, oh, the little bikes are cool. No, man, I had some white wine and a burger, and I'm fucking good. Jeez, man. Yeah, so I barely had enough tape, put the tire on, and I was like, Andrew's like, I'm going to go do some stuff. Hey, hang out and just like chat with me for a few minutes. And um, My trash can is full from having people over. There's like beer cans and old forks that I should have thrown away two years ago in there. Oh, man, there's frozen birthday cake. And Andrew is sitting there, and I'm like, because if you put a a Cushcore wheel, if you're putting Cushcore in and use a trash can like their instructions say, it's easy as hell. I'm literally in the floor flip-flops on like wrestling it with my foot and all this shit because my trash can is disgusting and overflowing and she's like hey tires on backwards i'm like fuck so i almost put my tire on backwards but i didn't Uh, i got that all set up and then it was too late to ride yesterday and then today after work i was planning to do a pretty good ride and then about one o'clock someone texted me they're like yo you want to ride motorcycles today and i was like fuck yeah i want to ride motorcycles today and I went and rode motorcycles, and they didn't show up because their dinner plans ran long. But I rode my motorcycle by myself, and it was rad. And I smashed into a bunch of trees, and it hurt. <laughs> Did you do trials? No, are they, with the, like the trees stuff? that look. A little. Uh, I rode at the trials zone, but I rode some stuff that I haven't ridden over there before because a lot of folks. There's some really good sections that have a lot of variety in a, let's say, the an area the size of a football field. So it's kind of nice to ride over there. So I went and rode some stuff I haven't spent a ton of time on. And I don't know. It was cool. I did the, there's a jump move there. It's pretty sick. I did that. It's always super exhilarating. It looks stupid on camera, but it feels like huge in real life. So yeah. And I ran into some people I knew eventually. I was like, all right, I got to go to dinner. And I left. And then I had dinner and now I'm here. And that's been my week. Thanks for listening. Thank you all for listening and good night. Just kidding. Kenny, you go next. Sure. No mountain biking for me that I'm aware of. Did moto a couple times. <laughs> and yeah, it was a lot of fun. Rode with some people on gas bikes. They're dumb. So <laughs> they had a hard... They're so stinky Yeah, and loud. they're stinky and loud, and they had a not awesome time. And uh, yeah, so there's that. And it was a lot of fun. And I rode really fast. I was like feeling extra spunky on this one particular ride and was like going really fast. Just awesome. Made all your friends your bitch. Just awesome single track stuff. And that thing is just a single track weapon. It's ridiculous. 
So yeah, it was fun. What else have I been doing? Hmm, I think that's it. Got some new tires on the Ridgeline. I think I maybe talked about that before. Yeah, you told us about those. Yeah. What else is going How on? they ride? Yeah, they're great. I went up a really steep hill, and they did they did good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's it. I'm boring. All right. Well, I guess it's my turn. Uh, you know what? Last week I forgot to mention that before the day before Matt and I went on our Sand Gulch literal road name adventure, I rode with Sarah Sheets and. Not a lot of people probably know who Sarah Sheets is because she is not... Back then, hoes didn't know me. Now I'm hot, they all want me. No, they didn't want me. Never mind, that was stupid. I'll shut up. Edit that out. Okay. Uh, So Sarah lives in Fort Collins, and she rides single speed a lot, and she's really fucking fast. And she and I met at Breck Epic in 2015, and we raced single speed against each other, and it was the closest thing to mixed martial arts on a bike as you can get. We tried to kill each other on our bikes. She was a little faster than me. I wasn't quite adapted to the elevation yet because it was my first summer in Colorado. And she was kicking my ass anywhere where it took power. But I was kicking her ass going downhill. So I... Hold on. And then by the third day, you're like, she fucking learned how to descend in the last two days. She did. It was wild. So we, uh, yeah, like we literally, she would just try her best to drop me going uphill and I tried my best. I was like, if I can just drop her hard enough downhill, eventually she won't be able to catch up. And she knew that and I knew that. So what bitch do? Bitch just went faster downhill. And she was like, you're insane. She's like, you are fucking crazy. Because I was just, I was going faster than most people were doing on full suspension bikes in the name of trying to uh, to win a race. Because the first day she put four minutes into me and every other day we finished at the same time. And it was just wild because we did by, it was the third or fourth day. I forget which day it was. It was the queen stage and I went down the Georgia Pass descent on the Colorado Trail and if you are familiar with the Colorado Trail you know that's one of the longer and rowdier descents and I've been dropping her going downhill repeatedly and she keeps catching up to me and I got to the bottom of this descent which is long I can't tell you how long longer than 20 minutes and I look back and she is like 50 yards behind me and it was the hardest descending we had done all week and it was just I look back and I'm like, I'm going to lose this race. There's no way I'm going to win this race because she's like, she's just gotten better. It's like the Matrix. She's like, download the descending file. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so that's Sarah Sheets in a nutshell. Uh, she's she's pretty intense and she's awesome. And I really like her and I like riding with her. And, you know, whenever she visits Salida, she always hits me up and... You know, it's um, it's funny because we raced again at the GoPro games and I've beaten her at the GoPro games, but I've got to be totally fucking on my shit to beat her. She's really good. Jorts. That's the answer. <laughs> I never ride. I've done, I've ridden in jorts once. I thought you raced GoPro in jorts. Uh, I don't think so. A tank top, maybe. I don't know about jorts. Anyway, so yeah, and this, she visited, you know, whatever, whatever it was almost two weeks ago and I rode with her and I'm 
not in the best riding shape and she's in really good shape and yeah I mean we still had a good time you know I could tell I was holding her up a little bit and after we finished the ride that I wanted to do she's like how can I get in a couple more hours and another couple thousand feet of climbing cool yeah I'm gonna go do that and for the record Andrea came home and turned into a sack of potatoes she was just like (laughs) she lost all structural integrity that afternoon yeah she's like Sarah kicked my ass (laughs) she does every time we ride together we're well she wasn't this time but most of the time when we ride together we're exhausted at the end of the ride so it's it's pretty fun I, I really enjoy having someone or you know occasionally around that can uh, can put that kind of hurt on me so it's it's fun but uh this week i let's see have i ridden my bike at all nope no i haven't ridden my bike at all i went on an elk scouting trip i actually found a uh, a high alpine basin where there haven't been elk uh, and i think it's because the decker fire back in 2019 yeah, f- like late summer, early fall of 2019, uh, the fire that was in the Salida area, the wildfire, uh, got into this basin. And it's a very kind of narrow, steep-sided basin. And they essentially let the fire just burn up there and held it in place up there with water drops. So there's a big burned patch. And it looks like, yeah, I found like, fossilized elk poop which means it's who knows how old it just kind of looks like white pellets at this point kind of grayish brown white pellets and they uh it doesn't look like they've been back since the fire so it's like the fire kind of scared them out and they just didn't they didn't come back there's no no trees rubbed on no new poop no tracks they're like, fuck, it's spicy up there. I'm not going back. Yeah, well, and also around the time of the fire, I've talked about the the blowdown situation that's in this area. Um, Kenny, I'll send you a video, or I might put it on Instagram, of, of what it looks like. And it's, yeah, like a handful of spaghetti, except trees, thrown on the ground. And this drainage had it, because it's so narrow and so steep-sided... In the other ones that I've been in, uh, the game trails kind of go up the sides and over, you know, pa- kind of bypassing that that mesh of trees. And this one, it's so narrow and steep, it just didn't it didn't really have that option. So, yeah, it's it's good. I mean, I just cross an area off the list, but I found lots of these old. It's in a wilderness area, and there are all of these old logging roads up there. And it's amazing to just go and explore all that. I mean, you can look on satellite view on a map and see all of these little lines where there are all of these roads. So, you know, there's there's definitely more exploring to do up there. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. But that's, that's really been my week. It hasn't been that exciting other than my uh, hiking trip. I've been working, been out in the sun pulling weeds, mowing grass. Doing literal hot girl shit. It's been hot <laughs> it is hot up. girl summer because it was 90 degrees in Salida today. And I was out most of the day pulling weeds out of flower beds and mowing a lawn. And that's it for me. We want to talk. Kenny already went, right? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, because gas dudes had no fun. What's next? You want to get into some shit we hate? You want to talk about questions? Whatever. We don't have any questions. This is going to be a short episode. Oh, then let's rally because 
Kenny was like, I figured you'd be like, dirt, dirt, bikes are fun. And it just happened in like the last 10 minutes. I totally lost all motivation to be <laughs> vertical. <laughs> this is our obligatory wolf tooth mention for the show. So no one comes and busts my kneecaps. Is, is Are we on the same, uh, the same terms with SRAM? Oh, I, I do want to talk about something SRAM related that it's kind of a product review. So I've been riding the new code brakes with the stealth, stealth lever, and I don't like them. The reach, I have, I mean, I don't have small hands. I wear a women's medium glove in most gloves. Occasionally, I can wear a men's small. So that's about my hand size. In order for me to have the lever close enough to the bar to where I can just rest like the top joint of my index finger in the crook of the lever... I can't make the contact point adjustment far enough away from the bar. I thought they they got like rid of if contact I really point honked, adjust. No, these are ultimates. Ultimate. They have Yeah, they have the contact got, point adjustment. I thought adjusted. they got rid of all the little dials. Fuck no. I thought it was just and the, I, the I reach adjust, like, that. like the so, lever, like the blade itself. No, it's this brake has both. Huh. Okay. I've I've tried look, I've tried to make these work and it's and and so this can be a problem a lot like with other models of brake if you bleed them improperly if you don't have the contact point adjusted correctly if you don't have that dial adjusted correctly that's on the Kenny on the levels they don't have that but oh, on the codes, maybe that's they what do. I was maybe thinking they got rid of okay of. so if you bleed them with that dial in the wrong place you can have this problem i made sure to bleed them the correct way and i still feel like I basically need to either run my lever reach out to where it's not in the right place in relation to my fingertip, or I need to pull my wheel and advance my pads, which is something that you do to like a pair of 2010 fucking juicies. So buyer beware, if you have smaller sized hands, the stealth lever, at least in the code model, might not work well for you. Matt rides them and he's fine and and i think you know if you have bigger hands and, and i have just until i can fuck around with them some more i've got the uh the levers out just a little bit and they feel good like the power is good but that contact point is just not it's just not good for people with smaller hands well it sounds so, like you got some trp obviously hr evos in your future <laughs> but you know i rode my when i rode with sarah the other day i rode my rocker because it's set up single speed and we always ride single speed together and it has the g2 ultimates on it and i i wrote those and the first time i braked with those i was like oh man i love these brakes these are so good like they're you, just you should just swap the brakes from my hey duke back onto your mayhem and let me have codes on the hey duke what's on your hey duke the brakes that were on your bike that you took off, your your guides or oh. your G2s. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll totally do that because... They're both externally routed. You're probably going to need a new rear rear hose. God damn. <laughs> it's the most annoying thing. Every time I like swap a frame, I have to buy a fucking brake hose, and it's so annoying. <laughs> they need to make something where you can do a little line extension kit. They absolutely do not. They totally do. I just need to quit swapping frames. So, or what if they Tram, like? What if they give you? If you what if they if give you, you like that, a little loop de loo inside if you make your a, frame? If you make a line extension kit, Tram, you have to give us royalties. We get a a tenth of a cent 
every time you sell a line extension kit. And it'll be called the Extendamajig. <laughs> and it'll retail for $97. So it'll be considerably more than a brake line. But yeah, Kenny's right. There needs to be a way to essentially hide like two inches of hose inside the frame. I'm making, I'm thinking about it so hard that it's like a potato rotating in the microwave. I thought you were making it, thinking of a joke of how two more inches would be great. Oh, I, I was actually, my brain was going to hose. I was thinking of that uh, ludicrous song, Use a Hoe. Uh, yeah, so I have to get a brake hose for my epic Evo build whenever that happens. Are you sure? I, I've resigned myself to the fact that I'm going to start building that bike. I'm going to fail because I don't have a brake hose, <laughs> and that's going to be life. All right. But I'm going to start building that bike probably this week. <laughs> I'm going to see Troy this weekend, so I'm not too worried that I'll need a hose. All right. Because I bet if I'm like, Troy, I need a hose. You should probably get one f- to put those codes on your escrow. Which I'm, I'm sad because I, I do like... Oh, the codes are easy. They're double... They're the Shimano equivalent of an SS hose. They're banjo-free, which is amazing. I'm tired. That's the problem with brake hoses. Is there's like 19 fucking variations. There's a Saint barb. There's a uh, an XT barb. There's a this barb. There's a... Or, yeah, there's Shimano all these... Shimano has like two barbs. They've got many Shimano's different banjos. Got a lot, but going, they do. a lot of freaking hoses. Yeah. And yeah, the hoses need to be standardized. If we could just have double crush nut or double barb and olive. Oh, fuck. I don't have any barbs and olives either. Even if my hose is long enough, I don't have a barb and olive to put But you know what the problem is by doing double barb and olive? Is you double the chances for some shitty mechanic to install it I, improperly. I do not care. Because I'm not a shitty mechanic and my brakes are going to work because I know how to use a crow's foot and a torque wrench. So I, I'm going to say a Boom. thing. This is this is insane. This is probably one of the craziest things I've seen in my entire career doing bike mechanic stuff. I'm not going to mention the brand because this could actually turn into a problem. Uh, so we'll, we'll wait on that. But we got a brand new bike from a major manufacturer. And the front hydraulic line was actually in real life a shimano bc 9000 is that right bc 90 no what's the dura ace mechanical brake line it's a 90 that's the the hoses are 59 or 90 no 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 what's the mechanical brake line for dura ace i think it's bc 9000 oh like a mechanical like a four like millimeter a, like a cable actuated a, fi- brake line? a five millimeter cable actuated brake line was installed in this hydraulic disc okay. brake with barbs and olives in both ends and fluid in it. No. Not fucking with you. I'm not even fucking with you a tiny was bit it, right now. Was it a Shimano brake? It was a Shimano brake. Okay. And that, so there thing, was a Shimano... that thing had fluid in it and it that worked. Would... <laughs> Wait, so that would be like a, a 9150 lever, right? Because that would be mechanical shifting hydraulic braking or was it a 9170 like uh it was di2 so it would have been a 9170 lever mm-hmm. with a durace caliper yep and it had straight up fucking cable and housing that housing is, that between is correct the two. you got it holy shit balls also i know this stuff because 9100 would be double mechanical 9150 would be mechanical hydro and then 9170 would be robot hydro. That's correct, yes. That doesn't explain why you know that stuff. That just explains what that stuff is. 
uh, let's see, what's today? Wednesday? Yes. Because in the last 12 days of work, I've answered 900 emails <laughs> or phone calls. So I have to know that shit. When I look at the part number or the, the model number, I just have to know it. I just have to know it. All right. But anyway, this thing if was If you just fully... stared at your computer for 40 hours a week. This thing was so fully plumbed. This thing was fully plumbed with fluid in it. Well, I work, I say that loosely. It felt pretty bad. And <laughs> it was leaking at the caliper. And the where it was leaking down, we thought it was just a cracked piston. So we got another caliper. One of my techs goes to put the caliper on. He's like, oh, I can't cut this hose with the cutter. I'm like, what are you talking about? No shit. Yeah. And it like, and the thing wouldn't cut. And I was like, what the fuck? And I'm like, oh my God, that's a fucking mechanical housing. <laughs> so did the did you call the manufacturer and ask them what was up with that? Yeah, I'm I'm waiting. I'm waiting for official reply. I was okay. like I was like, what, hey, this what, happened. What hose People, was on the rear? Uh, I don't know. I didn't look. I'll probably look at it later. I think it's correct. I don't actually know the answer to that. I was just too <laughs> floored with the front. <laughs> that was I'm just dealing with that one for now. But yeah, that's that's he goes how up to people, his car. He's like, I gotta have a vodka Izzy. Yeah, that's how people die right there. <laughs> Wow. You'll have yeah. to tell us the manufacturer off air. I, I will, yeah. I mean, I think you should tell us on air. But. Uh, no, I'm not. Not until now. That's it, because this could be a, <laughs> an actual problem. This could be like a recall or a stop ride, let's call it. So, yeah, that was uh, that was eventful. Yeah. That's exciting. Now do we want to move into new shit we might hate or might not and give Wolf Tooth their plug so my kneecaps stay intact? The Wolf Tooth, Lone Wolf. Arrow oh. chain guide corrals your one by setup. And it is a road and gravel chain guide. And it has been tested by pro road team Jumbo Visma. No, Yizma. Oh, whatever. I'm American. I, I don't pronounce Jumbo things correctly. Jumbo Bazma. Yeah, I, I'm not going to pronounce things correctly because at I'm an the asshole. Rubidoux, Giro, and Latour. And at Unbound. So it's, it's just like a little front derailleur mounted chain guide it's small it's light it's adjustable works with anything from 38 to 62 teeth well there's three versions i mean whatever i'm being very general here because i want to be factual brandon will come for my brandon will come for my kneecaps okay so i need to stop making that question i have a question on the roubaix how in the world okay can fuji have a roubaix it's called the fuji roubaix and it's a road bike because Fuji owns the trademark. Really? Get the fuck out of here. They, specialized licenses is that trademark from Fuji. That's the only reason Fuji still exists. Damn, they Fuji. Live off of the, Fuji's the got that Roubaix money. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That was I one of the reasons no they idea. lost their mind. That was one of the reasons people lost their mind when Specialized went after that other company that called a bike a Roubaix. No, they. it was like a, a wheel builder called something Roubaix. Well, that it? makes even it was less sense now that they went after that person because they don't even own the goddamn trademark. But they pay to use it and that person wasn't uh, paying to use it. Well, and okay, it that makes wasn't... a little more sense then. It was Cafe Roubaix. It was a wheel builder. Yeah, I remember that. Wasn't it? It was a, it was uh, a wheel building shop. For mm-hmm. sure. No, maybe that was Epic yeah. Wheel Builders. There, there was, was definitely one. It was either there was an epic one in there, and there was a Roubaix one in there, and one of them was a wheel building only shop. Hmm. Well, anyway, I just had that random thought. Uh, other products we like or hate? Uh, the Ibis HD6 new enduro bike. 
I would smash that bike. I would not pass. It does all the things. 180 it's, fork travel, 165 rear travel. Mullet, 180, 165, coil, fucking DW link. It's got cool graphics. It comes in a color called lavender haze. I'm going to go on record here and say that Ibis made a bike that looks good. They finally made a bicycle that looks good. Full disclosure, I didn't know yeah, Ibis was I still in so. business. I don't know what that says. I found out something yesterday, last night when I was looking at memes on the internet. I found out that Australians call the Ibis, like the bird, the, oh God, what was the term? I don't Apparently they're famous for rooting through trash bins. So it's like the bin pigeon or something. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> now, when I hear the bike company name Ibis, I will think about a bird eating of a out of a trash can. A bin chicken. Yeah, bin chicken. That's what it was. I knew it was some kind of a basic ass bird. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, but no, the bike looks great. I looked at it and I was like, yeah, I would ride that bike. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. I've never ridden a mullet bike, so I can't shit on them. Other than to say I. I'm not that interested in riding a mullet bike. I think I'd my next bike, my next bike will probably be a mullet bike just because. Just try it. I think if a company comes to Salida for a demo and has something similar to this, any kind of large travel mullet bike, I'd probably try it out. Oh, wait. Is there an Ibis demo, demo or a Pivot demo this weekend in Salida? I don't know. I'll Pivot won't let us ride their bikes. The fuck they won't. <laughs> that rep don't know shit about me. They have our, our faces on a dartboard there. I don't give a fuck. It'd be like that Santa Cruz demo a long time ago. I demoed a <laughs> Santa Cruz. And I flatted both wheels. This was our first summer in Colorado also. I took a Bronson down the gut at Apex. And no joke, Andrea was in front of me, right? No, you were behind me. And I was just letting her eat. And then I just ring-a-dinged both wheels on some gnarly rock section and straight up was just like, fuck it, and rode it to the parking lot on flat. And it was just like, here's your bike, dude. Sorry. And he looked at it like, what the fuck? I don't know. I was pretty skinny. I guess he didn't check the air pressure. That's not on me. That's on him. Also, straight up, I one time told a customer, I was like, yeah, I got you set up at this tire pressure. He's like, oh, I don't need to run that much. I was like, it was for a demo. I was like, and at the shop, I was like, you can run less tire pressure, but you might be running your credit card for a wheel. Do whatever you want. And I said that to him, no bullshit, straight faced, just like, it's on you, dude. And uh, he didn't let a bunch of air out of the tire, and he came back with all the wind in him. I wish they'd put an aggressor on the back of that, put a DHR on there. I think the aggressor's just better... In every way. I don't think an aggressor has oh, been stocked demo. on any bike ever. Can he, Can you just do me a favor and try that tire as a rear tire? No, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying I've literally never seen it like always spec on Yeti's, a bike. Yeti's done it, I think. Dude, I know what we're going to do. Fucking run the card. Just mail. Just Kenny, send us a receipt for an aggressor. Andrew is going to reimburse you with the company <laughs> card somehow. <laughs> Just no, uh, just order one at the shop. Andrea will call and pay for it over the phone with a card. We need you to run an aggressor on the Kinevo. It's got to happen. I'm not scared. That should bike I, and that tire. Should I run it? If I run like on the front, peaches I'll crash, and right? Yeah, you need to run like you know an what? I've seen people run it on the front, and I ask them every time about it, and they're like, "It's it's really good on the rear." So I tried it on the front, and I really like it. I don't know if I'm going to do that, but 
I don't know. I don't think I want my front wheel to break that hard. Just bend your fork. <laughs> yeah. It it's seriously the braking power of that tire is it doesn't it's just not it doesn't seem possible, but it is. We have so much loose over hard shit here and you can't I mean you can, but figuratively can't make that tire slide when you brake. It's wild. Interesting. The extra large on this Ibis, the reach on the extra large is 541. That's double extra large. Sorry, yeah, ex- double extra large. That's a huge bike. XL is 508. Fucking lutter buck. Give me that 40 mil stem finally. That's gigantic. Hell yeah, it is. I want to ride one of those. Ibis, hook it up. Let's see if the paint <laughs> falls off. <laughs> you think pr- it really has tire clearance for uh they don't have any pictures here of the tire clearance do you think it's as good as they say it is i don't know i don't give a shit it's it's kind of a long chain stay bike i'm sure it's fine look at so, it just look at it what do you guys think about modern bike wheelbases they seem to be getting pretty long but if you ride rowdier stuff i mean do you think have you been on a bike recently that you can think this wheelbase is yes. too big yes and no so I rode my Stump Jumper Evo a fair amount, and then I did that Esker Rowl demo. Mm-hmm. The Esker has a much shorter chainstay. I think it's 20 millimeters shorter, and I could feel it. The bike was way more playful. With that said, when shit gets rowdy and you're just off the brakes, letting her eat, the long chainstay wins. But I finally understand why someone would want a 27.5 short chainstay playful bike after riding the Epic Evo, and then a short chainstay rowel. I get it, but I, I don't, I'm not jumping a bunch of shit. I'm not doing 360s and backflips and all that shit, and I'm not, I don't know. Like, the Stumpy doesn't feel as playful, for sure, but when you want to let her eat, it, it eats. There's no other way to put it. So, I didn't understand why such long wheelbase bikes existed, but it makes a lot of sense where I live, because stuff gets steep and rowdy, and... The long wheelbase is really nice. Oh my god! It's 2023 and it's $6,100 for a GX alloy wheel bike. That's just—I mean, it was when we worked—we worked in the bike shop what in 2020 last, and it was five thousand, five thousand dollars, or 5,400 if it was a Yeti. Well, you know what's crazy? I just uh, clickety clacked this into the internet the other day. What do you think inflation has been percentage-wise from 2017 to today? Uh, I can tell you that from twenty the spring of 2022 to today, it's over 10%. Yeah, so 25%. So in a, what is that, seven-year span, six-year span? Um, yeah, six years. 25%. That is crazy. So the, yeah, for, I, I mean, know what for real, like my mom made. It, that's a real thing. I know what my mom made in the mid-90s. And I'd have to make like $42 an hour now to make that money. It's amazing. Yeah, Yeah, it's nuts. Just so you're wondering, the GX build on this bike comes with an NX Eagle crank. An NX shifter and an an NX NX chain. Shifter and an NX chain. So it comes with a GX derailleur and GX cassette? Yeah. That's... And NX everything else. That's dumb. They should just not call it a GX build. They should just say it's a build. The Gen X, yeah, yeah. So at you know you could get a five in twenty twenty Yetis with a GX full GX build and Ibis with a full GX build. I mean, it had a GX cable crimp on it. 
were uh, were five thousand dollars. So yeah, now you get six thousand dollars, and you get an NX drivetrain with the GX derailleur and cassette. Which, for the record, that shifter's just made out of old cheese and sadness. <laughs> it is. All right, let's go on to the next thing. All right. Ergon is releasing new shit, and I don't care about any of it except for the new grips, which look like they combine a paddle grip, which I like, it's all I ride, with a tog, it's got a little thumb nipple on it, and a bar end. And it doesn't really stick forward much, but it's bar end shaped. Oh my god. So it's like one of those Cane Creek, the really old Cane Creek bar ends that attach to your bar with the... The handlebar went into like the middle of the bar end grip. Yeah, and the way that the Cane Creek They were like worked, a dog bone. They replaced the outer lock clamp ring or the outer, like a ODI lock on grips. It replaced the outer lock ring on the grips with the bar end thingamajig. Yeah. So these, um, I want to try random these. random swears by them. I, I want to try these because I love my hands go numb all the time because of my shitty neck and if i can have more ways to hold my hands on the bars i am all about it so i gotta get a pair of these they sound cool they don't look cool they look fucking dorky as hell but no I don't they care. look like they come on a folding bicycle <laughs> what is all the white shit on the inboard side uh that's like their display it's a an, like an acrylic tube Oh, that on. finally makes sense to me now. I thought that was part of the grip, and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with that? Like, are the Click on that picture. Oh, my God, it's worse. <laughs> oh, my God. And they have it on... Your handlebar is going to have nipples. Yeah, so, like, the picture on Bike Rumor, the, these grips are on what looks like a hybrid e-bike with an adjustable stem. <laughs> and Andrea's like... I gotta have these. Andrea's like... Give me that shit. She's just like banging her credit card on the bar. She's like, ring me up. So I have a question. Why is this one grip in a giant bucket of sprinkles? Are you looking at bike rumor also? I am. Is that like recycled from stuff and that's what they're trying to tell us? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's what they make the grip out of. Oh, I thought they were sprinkles. They make a lot of shit that's recycled. I probably shouldn't eat those. They're their forbidden sprinkles. (laughs) Forbidden sprinkles. You can eat them once. You'll be full of microplastics. Yeah, no different than today. <laughs> All right, what else we got on deck? There's a... I've never even heard of this company, but they're making oh a carbon God. soft tail frame. That mirror is not fucking around I, at all. <laughs> Jeez. That Can I thing try to pronounce this? looks like it should be... What, on the Ergon one? A Hayabusa or something. That thing is crazy. <laughs> wow. I Actually, I like that. I like that mirror. I'm going to buy those. Those are sick. I'm going to put those on the green machine. Put them on the Suron. Yeah, put them on your uh, Talaria. I have Aragons on the green machine. That's awesome. Which ones? Mm, no idea. They're the smallest paddles, I think. Okay. So whichever ones those What's are. What's this bike brand? Scroll down. The uh, Brario Bravo Softail boasts sub-1,000 gram frame with 28 millimeters of travel. But part of that 28 millimeters of travel is 14 millimeters of travel in the seat post. So they made a Trek Pro Caliber that's not heavy. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Because the Trek Pro, Pro Caliber, I'm going to call it now, that bike was the biggest flop. Also, Trek hasn't upgrade or updated, upgraded, revised that hardtail frame in six or seven years. 
I raced that bike in 2016. I had the top fuel, and they released the ProCal and the top fuel at the same time. So that bike's got to be – so it's eight years old now. It's on its eighth season. And it's still the same? Still the same. All the geometry and everything's the same? I'm 99% sure. They don't even offer bikes anymore. They just sell it as a frame set. <laughs> it's going to be like how you can go to uh, – if you're an employee of a trick store, and you can go and look at basically like just leftovers – and weird shit that they have for sale. Last time I worked in a Trek store, you could still get a Trek 69er frame, which was a 26-inch rear. 29 front. And 29 front. With, I mean, that frame was it set. a Marzocchi fork? Yeah, that frame, no, no it was a uh, Maverick. Oh, Maverick, yeah. okay. No, that yeah. frame was famously... I knew like it was the, something weird. That thing was the staple on the blowout site on Trek's like internal B2B thing for 10 years. I mean, you could get it for like two hundred dollars or something. It was ridiculous. Yeah, that was it was on there for I don't so know if it was long. Is it still there, Kenny? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. One of my coworkers—they finally just recycled them. One of my coworkers is a '69er a aficionado, and he's got like two or three of them, and they're freaking nuts. They're like Envy <laughs> wheels, uh, Di2 internally geared hubs, just crazy ones a single speed i think they're just like all over the place the maverick forks that was a popular single speed yeah i can't talk yeah the maverick forks got rebuilt by like some person who rebuilds those and revalves them or some garbage it's it's totally crazy (laughs) wow yeah so this is a soft tail frame the uh they do 110 millimeters of front travel which I don't know. Why don't you just pick one and stick with it? I, I don't know. I The only thing I can think is they wanted to force you into riding a 35 mil stanchion fork. I guess, yeah. Oh, can I go back and make fun? My Epic comes with a Reba, and I totally forgot that fork still existed. Yeah, it's still there. Yeah, you you, you already laughed about that once. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, so- it shows you just how shocked you are by this by this news. Yeah, so this uh, Beria, is that how Beria, bravo. (laughs) The tibia seat post has 14 millimeters of travel, and the rear end has another 14 millimeters of travel, giving you 28 millimeters of travel total for the backside of the bike, if you're sitting down. But that's kind of it. I I wasn't really going to go too far into this one. Oh, it's a mountain bike that uses a seat post wedge. Pass. It is, yeah. Yeah, it's just got a bolt in the front of the seat tube where the post goes in. I don't think this is dropper post compatible. Seat post wedges in all bikes. I don't care if it's road or gravel or TT, whatever it is. All wedge style seat posts should be illegal. (laughs) Kenny for president. (laughs) Yeah, you can leave that shit with your slotted screw heads. (laughs) well is there any other new shit that we want to talk about because we don't have listener questions we need some listeners to go to our website easy then we end up with 19 questions for one show we're frantically trying to answer them all and no one gets okay we can spread them out we always spread them out oh man i know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna put i'm gonna put all the garbage technology into a time capsule when i'm supreme leader and it's gonna be held together with flathead screws and then no one's going to be able to find it in a thousand like thousand years. They, no one can open it. It won't work. 
Because all flathead screws will be gone. Exactly. Flathead screws are good for only one thing. And that's holding the light switch covers on your light switches. No, that's they're it. terrible for that. Could you imagine if they were like an actual regular thing that you had in your house that worked? The number of times that I've had a screwdriver flop out of one of those things and like, you know, either drill a finger or break a plastic cover or whatever is ridiculous. Are you taking those out with a fucking snap-on impact gun? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> those things, when I want those things off, they need to come off fucking now, fast. <laughs> what power tools do you, are you running an airline into your <laughs> into your house? Kenny's like, no, I've got my house plumbed. Air on demand. Yeah, that's how it goes. It's right next to the light switch. How many Uggadugas tight are your light switches? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I broke Matt. <laughs> yeah, I think it might be might be too late for Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing Kenny with his fucking helmet on Rear! and a fucking half inch snap on impact in one hand and he just sends that motherfucker home and it explodes and he looks at you and he's like this is why you have to wear a full face all the time this is why you need Phillips head screws in your light switches oh my god no I'm just thinking of uh, oh shit Oh, fuck me. You're going to be all right? No. No. <coughs> fuck me. That was hilarious. To me, at least. And I don't give a shit what anyone else thinks. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's all Is I that got. It? Are, are we done? I think we should just be done. I want to eat some frozen birthday cake. Go to bed. Shut her down. All right, everyone. Uh, as always... You can, if you want to support the JRA show, you can go to our website. You can buy water bottles, stickers. We have patches. So if you like patches, go buy a patch or two. Sure, you buy like 20 of them. Yeah, you can buy a bunch. We got a bunch in stock, so check it out. But that's all for this week. Thank you for listening and good night. Thanks for tuning in to the Just Riding Along show.